Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In 2018, a Detroit woman completely disappeared after she was named a person of interest in the gruesome murder of a Melvindale man. Now, she has landed herself on the U.S. Marshals' 15 most wanted. Her name is Tamara Williams. What happened to her? And how do fugitives simply vanish? She worked as a travel agent. She therefore knew how to move around. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. On October 1st, 2018, an Ohio Department of Transportation worker discovered a sleeping bag on the side of I-75 in Hancock County, Ohio. Inside, they were horrified to find dismembered human remains. Those remains were eventually identified as David Carter of Melvindale, Michigan. Over the next several weeks, police continued to find more of David's remains along the I-75 interstate. By December, an arrest warrant was issued for Carter's girlfriend, Tamara Williams of Detroit, in the shooting, dismembering, and disposal of Carter's body. But there was one problem. She was gone. How can people just disappear? Just simply do one of two things. They either go on the run in terms of uh, where they are. They either go off the grid entirely, or in some cases, they really just simply live right among us. There's a number of things you don't do or you shouldn't do. For example, you don't stay in communication with your family or your friends or your acquaintances. Um, You don't do anything electronically, cell phones and things of that nature. There are many things that people can do that literally, including many people go to another state where they try to fall into the population. Many people decide to stay right here in their own backyard and just live sort of off the grid for any number of of reasons, whether they're uh, people of interest, person of interest, or whether indeed there's words out for, uh, for their arrest. That was Dan DiBardino, the president of Crime Stoppers here in Michigan, as he explains how fugitives go on the run, even in this well-connected digital age. And according to Dan, Tamara herself was uniquely well-positioned to flee. She worked as a travel agent. And quite frankly, that intrigued me more in this case than anything else. She therefore knew uh, how to move around. She therefore knew how to have access to airplanes, cruise ships, trains, etc. And that, I think, to me, 
was probably one of the keys that she knew how to have him move around fairly well. And I thought that was significant when we when we got involved with the case, because probably she knew exactly, even beforehand, possibly, because in some cases, people take time to decide what am I going to do if I commit this crime? They just don't commit the crime and say, okay, now I'm going to get lost and nobody's going to find me. There's some thought, there's some planning involved. I would venture to say, and this is only speculation on my part, that as a travel agent, she had access to all that to say, if I take Mr. Carter out, how am I going to get the hell out of Detroit? But if there was a warrant for her arrest, wouldn't that have prevented her from traveling? Andy Arena, who is a former FBI agent and current director of the Detroit Crime Commission, as well as a professor at Cooley Law School, says it depends on the timing of when the arrest warrant was issued and if she traveled legally at all. You know, the key to this, as you mentioned, is she is a traveler, right? And I think there's an art to traveling, right? You know, how to travel and how to to avoid things or, or whatever. So, you know, has she, how has she been able to avoid being found? I mean, how would she potentially leave the country, right? People come into this country illegally, people leave it illegally too, right? So, you know, obviously the question is, did law, was law enforcement able to get her name into the National uh, Crime uh, Center database, NCIC, which is usually checked, certainly at border crossings, cross-referenced. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter is she could have left illegally, too. Just as well, she could still be somewhere in the States. If she's got a network of friends, family out there, you know, they could be or assisting her in, in, uh, in hiding. Tamara didn't only work in the travel industry. She also has a history as a phlebotomist and was a member of the Order of the Eastern Star, a Masonic organization. Could either of these be looked at as resources for her escape? Back to Andy. You know, it's a Mason-type organization. I don't really know that much about them, but obviously it's an organization made up of people. So it's another network, right? It's another resource that she could potentially use. Not so much the organization, but the people involved in that organization. So, you know, I'm sure that law enforcement, I'm sure the marshal services, you know, that's certainly one of the avenues that they're going down to, to, to check out. So, you know, they're going to be interviewing, I'm sure they have been interviewing, you know, family, friends, anywhere she's been, anywhere she stayed, traveled, uh, worked uh, to try to, to show a pattern and, you know, to see who, who is potentially out there that could, could be assisting her. Since she is still missing, we don't know every resource that she has used. But what we do know is that after fleeing Detroit, Tamara was spotted in Ann Arbor, where, according to receipts, she made large cash withdrawals before eventually making her way to New York, where she was last seen checking into a hotel. And according to Andy, cash flow is the most important resource when running from the law. It's obviously the network, it's the people, it's the relatives, it's people who are risking are willing to risk, um, you know, helping this, this lady. So if you have that network and if it's broad based and you're able to move around, it certainly really helps you. But I think really the most important thing is cash. It comes down to money. Do you have the ability uh, to have cash on hand? You know, does she have access to cash? Does she save cash? Does she, is she able to somehow earn money out there right now? Um, because, that's what's going to really allow you to kind of fade into the fabric of society, right? You, you got to pay rent or you got to buy food, you got to buy clothes. 
you still need some type of cash flow. One case that arose to both Andy and Dan's mind when searching for comparisons was the case of mobster Whitey Bulger, who, utilizing his cash flow, vanished for 16 years. Here's Andy again. So, you know, I think a good example is the Whitey Bulger case out of Boston. A uh, high-profile uh, Irish mob figure basically vanished in, in the sight of everyone, right? He just, he's gone. And all those years later, they find him out in, I believe, San Diego. And so I think the case study on that was he had enough cash. He was able to just kind of blend into the fabric, right? And he was able to kind of live this real low-key, um, kind of off-the-radar uh, existence for, for a number of years. Now, he eventually got caught you know, all those years later, but uh, that was a you know, pretty high-profile individual. His picture, um, his likeness was all over the media, right? And he was able to do it. So this woman obviously is a little bit less high-profile than Whitey Bulger. Um, so it, it's possible. Unfortunately, murders take place every single day in this country. Yet the U.S. Marshal's most wanted list is only 15 people long. What makes Tamara Williams' disappearance so much higher profile than the many other homicides out there? I think what would cause her to go on a list like that, when I was with the FBI, you know, we had, you know, the FBI's 10 most wanted. And I think that it's basically the high profile, the severity of the case, and really, you know, how quickly they want to get this person. Now, obviously, she's been out there for a few years, right? So I think maybe the U.S. Marshal Service is, is getting a little bit impatient and they want to bring a little bit more uh, of a spotlight to, to her and, uh, you know, and wrap this thing up. While the general belief is she is out there somewhere, part of me did wonder if perhaps she was actually dead herself as well. But Dan seemed skeptical that that was the case. Here he is one last time. In most cases, they are on the run, not dead. I'm sure that this young lady is probably either in the state of Michigan or elsewhere, certainly not probably dead because what I know of uh, David Carter, who she killed, and I know a little about him, he certainly doesn't appear to be, from everything I know about the case, connected with anything so off the grid himself that somebody would be out to uh, render justice against her. While most people who run from the law eventually find themselves in the back of a patrol car, Tamara continues to elude law enforcement. And until she is captured, we will never truly know how she vanished in the first place. So if you out there see something, speak up. Thanks to Andy Arena and Dan DiBardino for lending their expertise and reporting to this episode. And as always, this podcast wouldn't be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.